0: Hello and welcome to the Confusion to Clarity podcast. This podcast is for anybody who needs that reminder that they really are capable of achieving amazing things. Each week, we will be diving deep into all things, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. Hosted by me, Natalie, a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, coach, mum, and lover of all things, mindset and manifestation. When listening, I want to give you a break from reality. I'm going to share with you the tools and techniques that you need to make your goals reality so you can stop playing small. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I hope you were all well and had a good week. My week has been the usual juggling of work and children, chauffeuring them around to their various sporting commitments. And my word of the year was balance. I think I shared that in a previous episode if I'm honest, I'm not sure how well I'm doing with that this week. So my focus next week is to plan more effectively and make sure that I am more balanced. Otherwise, I'm just going to end up sitting here every episode again, saying how busy and how fast the week has gone. So I hope if you set a word of the, of the year or you set an intention that you're doing better than I am, um, I'll keep you updated on my progress. Now, last week's episode, I had some really uh, wonderful feedback from so many of you. So, thank you for taking the time to share that with me. I really appreciate it, and I'm really glad that so many of you enjoyed the episode and found it useful. And don't forget, you can keep using the subliminal audio on a daily basis. Just let it play in the background quietly on a loop. And also, if you know of anybody else who might benefit from invoking their inner lucky girl or the, you know, the audio in general, please share it with them. And I've actually been using it myself. Now, I I can't bear my own voice. I certainly couldn't listen to my podcasts or anything else I create. But the really lovely thing about these subliminal audios is you don't hear the voice, it's just the backing music. So even I've been using them as well. Now, this week's episode, I had a couple of different ideas, but something prompted me to do a question and answer. And initially, when I was thinking about creating this podcast, that was actually going to be my podcast, it was going to be based on question and answers on a weekly basis. Um, so I'm channeling my inner dear dear Deirdre here, (laughs) um, or something like that. So, um, this week, as I said, question and answer, but if you do enjoy it and you have questions, then I would make this a regular thing, maybe a couple of times a month, um, and see how it goes. So yeah, any questions that you think of that you want me to answer on like a mindset, hypnotherapy, psychotherapy basis, um, all my contact details are in the show notes, send me a message um, and yeah see if I'll make it a regular thing. So for the questions I put out on my social media platforms asking if anybody had any mindset or life-based questions that you wanted me to answer or to go through. So thank you to everybody who replied and I've picked um, I think it's four for this episode and then I've kept some back um, for any future episodes so I wanted to keep it fairly short you'll be sitting here for over an hour listening and I think that'll be a bit too long. So these are the questions that I picked and I wanted to try and pick a mix of different things so I hope that comes across. So the first question was could I share a time when I felt overwhelmed and how I've dealt with it? <laughs> I was like a good question i think i've already answered that in the start of this episode um do i ever get overwhelmed uh yes yes i do um so yeah I definitely get overwhelmed. I'm not exempt from feeling frustrated, um, as I've shared in previous episodes. I do get overwhelmed regularly. I lose my shit at the kids, and I feel pissed off. Um, and if you listen to the very first episode of this podcast that I created, you will know that it was debilitating anxiety that led me into the work that I now do. Um, and anxiety and overwhelm aren't things that we can eradicate. They are self-preservation tools. But what we can do is understand them and. Also learn more about ourselves and find ways to cope better. maybe start to understand what triggers our anxiety or our feelings of overwhelm. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's generally because there is a lack of balance <laughs> in my life. <laughs> how, how ironic. Um, and I'm trying to do all the things all at the same time and it's also it also tends to be when I've let my mindset routine slip a little bit, like over Christmas when things are busy you know naturally begin to let things kind of slide away but when I'm feeling overwhelmed and it's just kind of that feeling isn't it you just know that you're just trying to do too many things your head feels like it's going to burst for me it's about going back to basics so the first thing I would do is look at my sleep so am I making sure that I'm going to bed at a good time or have I let that slip and I'm going to bed a bit later and I'm not getting the right amount of sleep that I know I need for me and for me, sleep is one of my biggest triggers for anxiety. And sometimes we do just kind of have busier periods uh, in our lives, but I really do try and make sure that I'm in bed by like 10, 10.30 because I get up at six. And I know for me, sleep is just crucial for me feeling good consistently and just coping with everything that I need to cope with. In the mornings, I really focus on gratitude journaling. It's something When I did The Magic, the book by Rhonda Byrne for the first time last summer, it really highlighted to me the importance of journaling and specifically focusing on gratitude. And I really like doing that in the morning because it sets the tone for the day and you just find you're automatically in that more positive kind of mindset. And I know that I've mentioned gratitude lots over previous episodes, but I do honestly believe it is the most powerful mindset technique that we can utilize. And actually, as a side note at the moment, I am rereading or completing, should I say, Rhonda Burns' The Magic, The 28-Day Gratitude Practice. Now, if you haven't read this book, I really cannot recommend it enough. It really rewires your brain to kind of see things from that more optimistic viewpoint. And when you're in that feeling of gratitude, it just allows so much more positive sort of situations events just to come into your life so to recap on that (laughs) for me it is acknowledging how I feel being kind to myself stopping and then finding a way to create that balance again and really focusing and making sure that I am being consistent with my mindset techniques and question two is I feel really anxious at the moment and totally stuck even self-care feels like a chore I just can't seem to snap out of it now, this feeling is so much more common than we think. I see a lot of clients coming to me feeling this way. And when we feel really sort of flat, stressed, overwhelmed, it can be hard to to snap out of it. You know, we fall into that trap of negative self-talk. You know, I should be doing this. I should be doing that, which fuels those kind of feelings of stress and overwhelm. And then we run the risk of then toxic positivity, almost enforcing ourselves to be positive. Um, you know, come on, snap out of it. Just get on with it. Um, and feeling like we have to do things for the sake of it when we really don't feel like doing them so in this instance first of all I would always say stop just stop and breathe and just recenter yourself because when we're telling ourselves we have to do something then you begin to notice that we create further resistance when we're feeling flat and stressed we are producing our feel-good hormones we're producing an overload of our stress hormones which then exacerbates and heightens those stressful feelings um the kind of the more we're thinking about it and again I say this every episode but your mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality so if we are sitting there thinking about how stressed we are thinking about all the things we've got to do our bodies are responding as if all those things are happening right here right now and it just becomes a real vicious circle so the first thing would be as I said just to be kind to yourself just stop and breathe take the pressure off and then it's about starting small. So ask yourself, what is one small step that you could take right now that would help you move forward? And that might just be, I don't know, going upstairs, washing your hair, or just go and have a wash and put some different clothes on or get out for a walk. But it really is about keeping it simple. The other technique in this instance that you could utilize and is to ask yourself, what you would tell a friend. So imagine that it's a friend saying to you, I feel super stressed right now. I don't know where to start. I just feel flat. I can't bother to do anything. So just switching that role and putting yourself in the position of the friend, it just really helps to see things from a different viewpoint because you wouldn't tell your friend just to snap out of it. So ask yourself that, what would I tell somebody else? If that person was saying to me now what I'm saying to myself, what would, te- what, what would I tell them? What advice would I give them? And just start to notice how you start to feel more solution focused. You start to get ideas, small steps coming into your mind that you can take to gradually move out of how you're feeling. And then once you've got yourself moving and you've done that first little task, it's like, okay, what's the next small step? So break things down into manageable pieces and just take them one at a time. Don't let your mind kind of run away with you to the next thing. And the next thing It's like, just rein it in. Okay. Right. Once I've done that, what's my next step? And once you are starting to kind of move forwards again, go back to your mindset routine and just have a look there and see if there's anything that you've let slip, maybe like, diet and eating habits or a lack of sleep and just find a way gradually to get that mindset routine back in place again but again like I said it's about being kind to yourself taking things slowly and taking off that pressure because the more pressure you put on yourself the more resistance you're going to feel. Now number three was an interesting question Um, and it's a question or conversation I have so often with my clients and question three is I feel like I do everything at home. My husband never helps out, and to be honest, it's just stressing me out. And now I work with a lot of women, so situations around couples, relationships, husbands, partners comes up frequently. So don't cancel me for my response here. I'm not being sexist, of course. Not all men are the same, etc., etc. You know that. I'm just answering this question with my take on it based on the question that was asked and based on personal experience. So men and women think in a totally different way to each other. Like so many of my clients will say, well, my partner, my husband should just know, they should just know what to do or they should just know how I'm feeling. They should just do this. Now, in reality, despite our partners knowing us incredibly well, they aren't mind readers. And in my experience, um, like I said, men seem to view things with a more black and white viewpoint. It's like this or that. Um, And I do feel that women tend to be a bit more intuitive and can kind of think around things. Um, But essentially it comes down to communication. So having that effective, clear communication between each other, because when there is clear communication, then we have that clear understanding and then we just feel Like we're kind of being heard and listened to because I think that's the bottom line, isn't it? We want to know that we're being listened to, we're being supported, we're being validated. But sometimes we need to actually say what we want clearly rather than hint at it or expect our partners to know what we want or need. And (laughs) I'm going to throw my husband under the bus here. He listens to my podcast, so that he's probably not going to be that impressed with this, but it's an example. (laughs) So here we go. Um, So, one example in my life of this was <laughs> I had prepared dinner and like, I'd, I think we had chicken and I'd got it all kind of prepped and I put it in the fridge and I'd gone off and done the school round. My husband had said he was home before me. So I was like, Oh great. Right. I prepared everything curly of the, the chicken. Can you put that in the oven for me? So he, he did. I got home and he had done what I asked. He'd put the chicken in the oven. So then I said to him, well, did you make any? potatoes to go with it did you put any vegetables on you know he replied no you didn't ask me to <laughs> okay so my irritated response was <laughs> probably not as clearly communicated as it probably could have been was along the lines of in the 16 years that we've lived together have I ever just served a solitary piece of chicken on a plate to you and the answer was no no I hadn't generally when I cook I'm not saying I'm Delia, but it generally will come with vegetables or potatoes or something, not just a piece of chicken. Um, so yeah, he just put that in the oven. That was it. I was like, okay, excellent. So I guess the solution here is marry a chef or <laughs> if not that communicate in a constructive way, like, can you put the chicken on and veg, potatoes, whatever, and just communicate what we want more clearly and effectively. Um, And I have had clients that sort of say, well, you know, I shouldn't have to do that. But it is about communicating our needs and and also why we're doing it. And it's not nagging, it's not negative, it's just saying, you know, "I I need you to help me do this. Because sometimes if we don't say how we feel, it's not picked up upon. It just came to my head now. I don't know if any of you have seen, there's like a kind of video clip on online and it's this husband and he calls over to his wife and he says I didn't want to tell you this he said but this is there's this is like magic in our house and then he I'm gonna have to try and find the clip and link it below because I'm probably not gonna do justice trying to explain it but he says it's, it's magic he said look I put things on the, the, co- the coffee table like a cup and then by magic I come back and it's gone and then he goes to the, the where the, in the kitchen and he's like, and then I put my dirty plates here and then they're gone and then they're clean and then they're back in the cupboard. And then he said, and the best bit, he said, my clothes, when they're dirty, I take them off, I leave them on the floor. And then by magic, my clothes reappear, washed, ironed, folded back in the drawers. He said, it's magic. He said, I've never wanted to say anything to you about it before because I didn't want to jinx it. And obviously, it's the wife doing it all. I have to find the video. It was just so funny, but it is about that kind of clear communication, expressing what we want, how we want it, and and, and also taking it on both sides as well. You know, having that clear communication in your relationships. Um And that's not me man bashing. I'm sure there are guys out there who do do their fair share, and there are women maybe who don't, etc. But yeah, if you are in that position, then definitely be honest, say how you feel, rather than bottle it up, unless your husband's a psychic, of course. So number four, now, this one said, I love my job, but my colleagues are so negative, it is really affecting me. And I think we've all been there where we've had jobs before where people are just absolute pain in the asses, um, And it's really hard when you work in an environment where people are negative because we spend so much time at work. I know if you work full time, that's effectively more time you're spending with your work colleagues than your family. And I've had so many clients in the past who've had similar issues, because when you are having problems at work, it's just all consuming. And one client in particular stands out though. And she came to me feeling just like this. She'd had this job that she really loved her job, but just certain people at work were making it really difficult for her. And it was starting to really affect her home life. She was starting to dread going into work, which is something that she previously hadn't experienced. So when we started working together, we looked at her mindset routine. So finding techniques that she was implementing in her day-to-day routine that helped her kind of feel better about herself and in herself. So when she was at work and people were being a total pain, she wasn't allowing it to affect her as much as she previously had we also used or we created in one of our sessions what we call an anchor now this is an incredibly beneficial hypnotherapy tool and for anybody listening who has been a client of mine or is a client of mine I'm pretty sure we would have done anchors together I use them myself I do them for the children and it's a really effective hypnotherapy technique that um, in in a hand gesture of pressing together your finger and thumb you lock in a positive memory. So when you're feeling stressed or anxious or whatever, you might be feeling negatively, you press together your finger and thumb. And then the wonderful memory that we locked in, in our hypnosis session comes back to you. And it's just like a real like secret tool for helping you to cope in difficult situations and just giving you that little boost. Um, so we did one of those and she said that definitely helped. But the other thing we worked on was starting to get her to visualise obviously being you know, happier at work and thinking of ways that she could also practically um, complement this. So one strategy we came up with was that for her work she had to wear a uniform and at the end of the shift she had to get changed out of that work uniform and back into her own clothes. So what we did was got her to visualise and practice when she was getting changed out of her work uniform and she was putting it back in the locker and putting her own clothes on, she was leaving that work version of her at work. So as soon as she left that changing room, she switched her mind off from work. And in doing so, she left kind of any negativity or unwanted thoughts behind. And so that when she kind of left, she was just feeling more like detached from the situation. Now, this is really easy to say, but like anything where there is difficult situations it does take practice. So with my client, like I said, we used a lot of different visualization techniques. Um, and in addition to really working on her mindset, um, every morning focusing on gratitude so that she really began to actually practice, she was able to create this barrier between work and home. And after a while, she really felt that she was able to differentiate between the two. And this just helped her Cope so much better with work. You know when the negativity was there, she was able to let it sort of go over her. She wasn't taking it personally, and she found that she was starting to enjoy work again. And I think you know I've spoken about gratitude already in in this episode, but when you are in difficult situations, gratitude is a really powerful tool for shifting things around. So even if you have um, a difficult relationship with somebody at work, it's finding ways to be grateful for that situation. And I'm not saying, you know, ignoring somebody's rudeness, but it could be, you know, you're grateful for the job, you're grateful for the flexible hours, you're grateful that the majority of your colleagues are really lovely people. So what you're doing is starting just to diffuse your focus on the negativity, Because what we kind of focus on, we create more of, we're shining a spotlight on it. So if we are focusing on what we don't want, we're going to see more of that. Whereas if we start thinking about, okay, well, how do I want to be? What's gone well today? Then those things start to stand out and they start to quieten down and take the spotlight off the negativity, creating more of that balance. So um, yeah, I hope those questions were useful to you or you found them interesting. And like I said, if you have any further questions, let me know and I would do another episode like this again. And all my contact details, my social media links are below in the show notes. And if you haven't already, please could I ask you to leave a review for the podcast and download it because it really helps me reach more people. And of course, as I said at the start, if you know of anybody else who would enjoy listening to this, please share it with them. I really appreciate your support. So thank you for listening and I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I will speak to you again soon. Take care. Bye.